Huh. We are mm-hmm. out of sorts. But now we're in sorts. Andrew, you want to talk about my water bottle this week? I was just going to oh, say I've heard about this. This this is you have a new water bottle shape. I literally had that on my list of things to talk about in the intro. Tawny's new it. water bottle shape. Tawny's new water bottle, uh it's it's glass. It's glass. It's, it's the heavy. other it's the other European water bottle size or um form factor which is like expansive. But like it's <laughs> it's the it's the Evian bottle shape, I believe, right? The it's the glass just very, Evian. It's very narrow and tall. It's 1 liter. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like when you, we have a one liter, I thought you like were gonna. Pellegrino I thought you were gonna let me guess how many liters it was. <laughs> no, that's the only thing it's I look forward normal. to every week is guessing how many liters the water bottle is. Tony and I both have our <laughs> coffee water combos. We do. Uh, I have my little espresso. Yeah, Tony's got the espresso. Looks tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, we're caffeinated and hydrated. Espresso cup next to jumbo water bottle is it looks like a, <laughs> a like a forced perspective thing. Like you have two normal things that are just like really in weird <laughs> places. Two friends. A big friend and a tiny friend. Um welcome to the show. This is Joseph Racist. I'm Tony Newsom, that's Andrew T. We also got our producer Kevin Bartell. We are here to eventually listen to your racism voicemails. Uh but first we catch up about shit together uh we talk about things going on in our lives uh do we talk about news do we talk about news i don't know last week we did a lot of strike talk yeah news news is strike talk uh and also um take care of uh folks talk um there's fucking there were just like right-wing goons assaulting people at a school board um Mm -hmm. meeting in glendale um like Uh, over, um, they were voting, I believe voting or discussing the possibility of like recognizing pride. Um, So, you know, the same homophobic, uh, violent goons, they're the same ones who are racist, obviously. They're the same ones who are um, transphobic. They're they're just awful. Um, You know, the the footage of the cops helping them was not unexpected, but obviously fucking crazy. Take care of everyone. Mm. I don't know why I'm talking this fast, mostly because I don't really have a ton to say that's new, so I feel like I'm repeating myself, so that's why I'm talking fast, but it is not to say it's not important, but it is the same. Yeah. Is yeah, I it? think it's particularly scary that all of these uh, brands are caving to these right-wing bigots. You know, I think that, we, I, I don't know, I know I've definitely rolled my eyes at, like, the corporatization of pride before and been like, okay, sure, you know, Evian water bottles or whatever loves its gay brethren. And now to see some of those things being pulled back or gotten rid of because of backlash from bigots, that's yeah. way, way scarier. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I'd never made fun of this because yeah. it's literally the absolute least that corporations yeah. could do is just show... Any yeah. sort of support for marginalized yeah. people. Um, it was necessary, but not sufficient. So it was like always an eye roll when they thought they did something. But it is yes. like yeah. scary when they are actually caving. When they're caving um, to these people. Um, so yeah. yeah, we just have to make our voices heard, and in whatever way is comfortable and safe for you, uh, everywhere that you can. That these things are important. That pride yeah. celebrations are not just celebrations; they're important shows of solidarity and support. For yeah. marginalized folks. Yeah. And, you know, once again, protect protect your each other, protect everyone who's good, 
you know, ratchets up one level closer to the scary something, but you got to do it. There's no difference. Um, you know, also protect yourself, of course. Um, it's also but, what bothers me about, we talk a lot about like Twitter and social media right now. Like I was watching some of the videos and just pure hate speech being retweeted mm-hmm. like hundreds of thousands of times mm-hmm. by these like right wing monsters. And it's like, oh, this doesn't get taken down. Yeah. All of no. this is fine. You know, thanks, no. Elon. It just they really hide sucks behind. Too. Yeah, they hide behind religious expression, freedom of religious mm-hmm. expression, which is like, no, this is not religious expression. This is hate speech. This yeah. is just pure bigotry. But you're allowed to do it because I don't know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're not allowed to do it around me. And I think if more of us just had a you can't do that shit around me attitude, then yeah. and at know, least it would like, make some a little bit of difference. Yeah, makes it clear that they think they have a position of strength because they are loud and they are awful. And mm-hmm. they have more strength than I would want, but they don't have strength. I mean, you know, the this is not to be complacent, but it is worth pointing out that this is like, you know, there's a, there was a bunch of January 6th people at this thing in Glendale. It is like mm-hmm. the same crew as far as these people going around being violent of like, I don't know, probably a couple thousand people, but it's the same people, literally the same people. Yeah. They're like professional right-wing thugs um, and their ranks can grow, which is why you have to stand up to them. But they don't have an army. They don't have the majority. They mm-hmm. don't have real strength. Yeah. Um, so fight them. Because that's mm-hmm. what you have to do. Um, you know, I, I guess it's not like encouraging you to do it literally. However, there's also the reality that, you know, whether it's today or eventually, some version of it will be literally fighting them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, potentially. So, can't you know, don't go starting a fight, but there will eventually be a time that we may be in now. I don't know um, where that's not a choice. Um, Ooh, dark. God, sorry. Um, Strike stuff. um, We talked about it on Yo Can We Live, our premium show that you can subscribe to at suboptimalpods.com. Thank you for supporting us, especially while we're on a strike. Um, But um, I guess the good news, which by the time this comes out, there might be more movement on it, but um, SAG-AFTRA, just a... One another pillar in old Tawny Three Unions Newsome <laughs> Empire. I think at one point I was in the Varietists Guild too. I was in the VGA, which is a weird little union for like circus people and cabaret performers. I I, I think that membership has lapsed. If so, I'm sorry, VGA. I was going to ask uh, if that's when uh, people unionized for. Paul of Tompkins Variatopia. They started the Variatus Union. <laughs> that is true. He did have enough people on there that you could and should have struck Maybe. against Paul. Paul personally. <laughs> I think it was like two hundred dollars a year, and I had to join because I was like doing some clown show in Chicago. But anyway, uh, as a proud member of SAG, WGA, and Actors Equity, uh, I think unless I let those dues lapse too. Anyway, well, I'm at least in two. I'm definitely in two unions, uh, yeah. and SAG has voted to authorize a strike should it come to that. Yeah, and which is immensely powerful. Um, You know, nothing happens without writers. Nothing really happens without screen actors. Yeah, or voice (laughs) actors, which even though the Animation Guild is uh, having their own struggles and not all, I think 
almost all voice actors though have to be SAG. I don't know, but yeah. many of them are. So yeah, it's uh something's got to something's got to happen. Yeah, something right? something um, has to change. When is um, the uh, Directors Guild vo- vote? They got a deal. Oh, okay. they they cut a deal. They mm-hmm. did not um, put a strike authorization up. I don't want to say DGA leadership are a little. Uh, let's just say from the internet, there there have been some real squid words right now, <laughs> and you know it's hard to know DGA, of course, but DGA is sort of classically the. We'll just say historically the least in solidarity union. I think that's reasonable mm-hmm. with the other unions. Um, they've been making some noise this time, but also I don't think anyone with knowledge of their history was holding their breath on DGA doing the thing. Uh, we'll say the right thing. I think I'm confident in saying doing the right thing. Um, so they pushed through a deal like at fucking, they announced it like midnight on Saturday. So it's like, this is how proud they are of it. Oh, over the they, weekend? Yeah. Oh, and wow. okay. I've been hearing different things. There's, I, I heard, and this might be true, I don't know enough about DGA bylaws, I guess, that there's a world where they don't have to put this um, contract up for a vote, um, which mm. is fucking crazy. But yeah, mm-hmm. DGA probably knifed the other unions in the back. However, um, unlike other years, well, no, even with other years, but uh, less than ever before, uh, we got the types of backs that could be stabbed once or twice. Um, we're big, <laughs> we're powerful. Um, you we know, got the types of backs that can be stabbed. Yeah, you know, a couple times. We're we're like the, uh, you know, the the gladiator man. He still won, even though he got stabbed. I don't know. I don't know that. I have not watched the movie Gladiator, but for some reason I've watched a YouTube clip of that weird part where he gets stabbed right before the big fight. Uh huh. Mm. So we're just anyway. like that. <laughs> that's us. So that's us. <laughs> that's us. Joaquin Phoenix is the AMPTP and the W or and the DGA, <sighs> and I guess the Lions are. There's Lions. There's Lions. Involved. I I don't. I don't know. I can't speculate about a movie that sounds like none of the us cops? have seen. <laughs> I guess the lions are probably the cops. Yeah, that makes that's that's tracking. None of us have seen this movie. What are we doing? Anyway, if any if anyone's seen, Gladiator, we lost half our audience. <laughs> call in three two three three nine seven two two three and tell us the entire plot of Gladiator on a voicemail. Leave it up. Get don't, it. Be under don't minute, ask please. for that. Someone will. Someone will do that. I'll leave a fifteen minute <laughs> voicemail. <laughs> And then we'll just put it That's, in our uh, suboptimal bundle and just call it content. Yeah, what do we? What do, what do? What do we care? Um, what else? Okay, so yes, and then the other Tawny news, which was uh, started as a life update on a group chat, that I was like, <laughs> I think we have to move this out of Yo Can We Live into Yo Is This Racist? Yeah, it actually is like more fitting for this. Um, so I'm in Portugal still, like I was whenever I talked to you people last. Um, <laughs> and uh, Portugal is like, look, Europe, Europe gonna Europe. There's gonna be there's there's racism everywhere. But Portugal's mm-hmm. funny because the locals that I encounter in Portugal, whenever they do want to talk about like race or anything like that, they 
they they're very proud that there's quote no racism in Portugal. The number of times I've heard that, and I'm just like, how can no you racism? live? <laughs> yeah, how can you live anywhere and say that? How can you live on planet fucking Earth? I don't care if you live on the Pacific Coast trash barge off the coast of Santa Monica. That's just an island made of trash. I guarantee you, somehow there's racism on that trash barge. It sounds like something a realtor says, like selling a neighborhood, like and yeah. there's also no racism. <laughs> so there's a lot to recommend. Uh-huh. Truly. Okay, uh, schools, so we eliminated the racism problem. <laughs> but they, but yeah, the Portuguese love to be like, oh my God, Italy's so racist. Oh my God, Spain, tell me about it, girl. Crazy racist. Us, we just don't have that here. Almost like it's like the way they talk about they don't have any um, venomous snakes. Like they're like, no, none of our snakes are poisonous. And that's true. But that's not hmm. true of racism because people are different than snakes. People can behave however they want. Um, that's right. Snakes can't. So, no, snakes, they're born venomous or not. Humans, you can learn racism. Um, that's right. And if you're a, if you're a young non-venomous snake, no matter how hard you work, you can never get venom. And no. definitely don't try to get more venomous every day. And you definitely can't get radicalized online to become venomous. It's just, if it's not in your fangs from birth, it's just not going to be there, little snake. Um, so I'm so lost track of this metaphor, but it feels me like too. it's fine. Me too, and it's really making me laugh. Um, I just, I think I just love knowing that there's no venomous snakes here. Um, yeah. Anyway. Because Tawny loves, loves grabbing a snake. Look, I love, I love to hike, and so I like to know what on a hike can kill me. And the answer here is Fair. just wild boar. Anyway, Ooh, so whoa. yeah, there's no like big cats either. Portugal's kind of a dream. If you're in the wilderness in Portugal, you're pretty safe, guys. There's kind of two ways wild boar can kill you because if you eat enough of it too. Oh yeah, it's too much of a you. good thing, am I right? Can't be. Yeah, that's right, yum. So anyway, I go on this fucking tour. We are which, bringing Yo's, Yo Can We Live vibes to this again. We've, we're all out of order. Sorry, go ahead. We're we out, we recorded shows. out of order. I know. Let's just switch shows. Boom. You guys are listening to Yo Can We Live now. Thank you for your subscription dollars. This episode comes out on Fridays. Um, so Puna, my friend who I'm traveling with, she booked it. And she was even like, hey, this is this wine tour. It goes in the Douro Valley where they make all the port wine and stuff. It's a beautiful area. She's like, my friend who's kind of basic recommended this. So like this tour might suck. And we don't do like tours anyway. So I was like, you know what? If it's bad, whatever. We're going to go through a beautiful area. We get a lunch. We'll taste some wines. It'll be fine. So and the tour was mostly fine. And our tour guide was mostly fine. My main takeaway is like one. If I'm ever going to do a guided tour with strangers again, I'm finding one that's only run by black people just Mm -hmm. because like unvetted white people are just stressful like even the nicest ones it's it's just stressful to be around white people when you don't know what's going to fly out of their mouth <laughs> like at one point punam was sitting next to this woman who let uh, let fly that she'd been a cop for 35 years and then like she got really drunk and was like sharing stories about like she gave Samuel L. Jackson a ticket once and she's talking oh. about like perps she apprehended and I was just like unsafe unsafe I gotta get away from her yeah awesome. um but the thing Andrew's referring to, I texted the group <laughs> chat that I was at my limit with our very nice tour guide who kept talking about 
the um, vast influence that Portugal had on the rest of the world. And he's like, you know, there's like a couple in our tour from South Korea. And he's like, there's Portuguese people in South Korea. There's not a lot, but here's the air, the cities they live in. And he's like very knowledgeable about all these different countries where Portuguese people have tended to settle. He found out we lived in L.A. and he's like, do you know San Diego has this huge population? And we're like, yes, we do. What interesting tidbits. But then he started veering into the territory of uh, Portugal has always had such an impressive fleet of ships and such a, <laughs> what, what was the term you used? Such a vast, uh, an impressive and vast fleet of ships that would bring goods to the new world and were just, just had their influence all over the new world. And he kept saying it and he kept just dancing around it in such a way that I finally had to say, I'm going to need you. And this is literally what I said. He was like a young guy who was talking very casually with us. So this doesn't sound as rude as I'm saying it. But I was like, I'm going to need you to stop talking about the goods that the Portuguese were bringing to the new world unless you want to discuss what those goods were. <laughs> and he froze. And the two crunchy white women from Colorado in our tour group froze. Uh, the Kims from South Korea, we don't share a lot of language, so they didn't know what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but... The the tour guide was like, yeah, um, well, uh, fun fact. He literally said fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal, yes, we started the Atlantic slave trade, but we were ah. also the first to abolish it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and God bless Poonam. Poonam, who hasn't said a word in an hour and a half, just goes, so you started the fire and then you put it out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But he did not stop there. You'd think that after we kind of like whooped his ass about casually talking about slavery as though it was like bringing fucking cinnamon to the new world. <laughs> uh, then he turns to Poonam and he's like, you know, where else we have a vast influence is in India. There's so no. many Portuguese people in India and blah, blah, blah. And this girl next to us pipes up and she's like, my friend is Indian and has a Portuguese last name. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they're like... Everyone, please shut up. And finally, Poonam just had to go, you call it influence, we call it colonization. And from then, I wow. feel like the the rest of the tour, the, du the dude was like, okay, I can't play with them no more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can just mm -hmm. play with the couple yeah. from Korea and yeah. the white people. They aren't viewing he, this as fun facts. <laughs> no, these aren't fun facts. These are, I'm getting my ass whooped about yeah. history. Yep. Read a book, Jesus. Read I guess he did read a book. book. Read you got to read two books, and <laughs> at least one of them has to not be by a white person. Yeah, at least one of them has to not be written by the government of Portugal. That's like, yeah. hey, uh -huh. slavery was bad, but you know what's good? Stopping slavery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we fixed and, all this slavery we started. What? Uh, yeah, we what? fixed all the slavery we started. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we completely stopped shipping slaves over there after we did it for a long time. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, my takeaway Jesus. is tours aren't safe. <laughs> Just tours aren't safe. History's any tours. Not, well, no. history is biased, and obviously they gear it towards white people. I would imagine. Yes. Well, that was the thing. I was like, I don't think because he also like wasn't defensive. He finally, he kind of like finally got that we were like, hey, don't play in our face about this. And he was like, you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of like backed off and changed the subject. In a way that I was like, I just don't think he's ever had to say to yes. an Indian woman's face, we had Portuguese in India or to a black woman and had yeah. anyone ever like respond like this to him. Yeah. I, so, you know, look it, to his credit, because essentially given where he was going, but like the ports of Portugal are 
historically not dissimilar from like a plantation tour. No, nope. <laughs> like it's all part of that like that trade. And to his teeny, teeny, tiny credit, it's like had you done that at a plantation tour, they would have gotten very defensive. <laughs> and oh, he at well, least 100%. did not get defensive. And I well, and the difference is, is like with a plantation tour, like I, I would not choose to go on one. Of course. With, mm-hmm. with this, this is a wine tour. So I was like, yeah. why are we talking about the shipping? Just tell me about yeah. the grapes. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell yeah. me about the grapes. But it is like, you know, you're not really safe from look, history everywhere is terrible. You're not safe from these sorts of like, I don't know, people dancing around history in a weird way because they don't want to make the room weird. And I'm just like, I don't know. I've just gotten to an age where I'm like, we're going to make the room weird so that you can just talk about something else. It's also less weird. I mean, I think that's the Mm -hmm. thing. It's less weird to be like, yeah, the slave trade started here. (laughs) Like just being, it's much weirder, I find, to be goods. (laughs) Goods, goods to the new world. This vast, this impressive and vast <laughs> fleet of ships bringing goods to the new world. I was like, well, are you kidding me? Um, but yeah. But I also just think that like, I don't know, most people on a tour, they ask weird questions and they just, I don't know. It was a very like, I was really observing everyone's behavior on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think we are the outliers here. I think we're not supposed to be here. Everyone else seems to be engaging with this the way yeah. it's meant to be engaged with. I I mean, yeah, I, I think you're the outliers, but also you're so correct that it's probably on some level good for these people to like not mm-hmm. just hear goods goods to the new world and be like, oh, fascinating, beautiful. Yeah. Like like, you know, it, it is a little, I, I, one of the reasons beyond the actual <laughs> insanity of the story that I was like, oh, this is like, I think good for, you know, is this racist is also like, this is the type of shit we get asked about. What do I do in this situation? And I feel that your responses were quite good. Oh, thank you. You know, you know it did. It, it feels like sometimes those situations are much more like tense and weird and you're like outnumbered in a weird way where people often feel like they can't speak up. This was an instance where I was like, this man is 32 and like talking to me about hip hop music. And he's very like, this guy is not the problem, but he needs to know to change how he says this sentence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's not a lost cause. Mm -hmm. And even if Mm -hmm. he is though, I, but you didn't know like that it was going to, you know, especially with the other people on the tour. And it's like, it takes a little not a little. I mean, it takes bravery to like do that because you you do never know what's going to happen when you do stuff like bring up the real history of anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's the thing that I feel like we get asked a lot. What do I do in this situation? I was like, mm-hmm. let's do that. Yeah, just be completely over it. <laughs> yeah, so like mm-hmm. goods. Give him a little snark back. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Andrew. I am a hero. Um, yes. <laughs> also, is- I don't know. My my real problem though is. I don't like port wine. So why the fuck did I go on this? That wine is That's all I they was, make here. That was the other thing I was going to ask about. Cause I straight up the last time I had port was at your house and you were like, I'm trying to kill this bottle. It's disgusting. Can you guys, <laughs> and I was like, it was a little on the sweet side, but it was pretty good port. Tony. just, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think that the wine was bad. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, I just yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah. You do hate it though. It's impressive how much you hate it. Because a smart person who has good taste gave it to me. They just don't know that I don't like it. Um, I Yeah, I really don't like any of those types of wines. And I went on this tour because I did not pay attention. Um, 
So that was they my make bad. other. They must make other types of wine in port. Yeah, Chugol. yeah, and I didn't. I didn't like any of the ones we had. It was an eight-hour eight tour. We went on a boat. We went to two different farms. <laughs> I, I didn't like a single wine. And that's on me. Was it all with this group of like five? Yeah. So they fucking rickrolled us. Here's what they did. They were like, it's a six-person tour. It was me and yeah. Poonam, two crunchy girls from Colorado, and the Kims. Yeah. The Kims love them to death. They got bombed and just like fell asleep oh, in the yeah. van between every place and didn't that talk rules. to us. And I was like, I love you guys. Um, <laughs> we, But what they would do was when we'd get to the winery or get to the place we're having lunch or whatever, suddenly we'd be in a group of like sometimes 20, sometimes 40 people that's oh. all with their company that were all in other vans. So that's how I was sitting next to like the cop lady. And then there yeah, were like these right. really red-faced, drunk white guys that were like being very scary and shouting. And I was like, how did I end up with all of these white people? Yeah, right. it's too much. Ooh. How much. early on did the history lesson happen for the guy? <laughs> uh, that was like hour two. So yeah. he knew early on not to play in my face. Yeah. And then, you know, we mostly had an okay time. It was just the <laughs> at the end of the day. This is also the only wine tour I've ever done where I did not get drunk because I truly felt like I'm going to lose my mind and snap at somebody and then I'm going to go to jail. So let me yeah. like <laughs> keep my intake low. So mm -hmm. Poonam and I were the most sober people on this bonkers ass tour all day. And on the way home, one of the girls in the van was very drunk and she was talking to our tour guide about cancel culture. And I just said, I was oh, like, I got to no. put in my headphones and go away in my brain. Oh my God. Cancel culture. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh. I was like, she was explaining to him the concept of punching down. And I was like, I got to go. Oh, I got to go away God. in my mind. Can I also yeah. just say though, getting drunk off port, that's like two candy bars worth of sugar. It's Ew. so much. It's so sweet. Oh, it was a it was a rough day, but it was my fault. Yeah, that's um, Skittles drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, six hours is a commitment with that many strangers. Um, that's tough. I know. I we made a mistake. That was on us. We planned this trip so last minute that we were just like people would give us recs for stuff to do for restaurants. We we're like, sure, sure, sure. That yeah. was the only one that I was like, we should have vetted this. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So this I was forgot. a little we bit of racism, but we this turned into yoke and we live. I know. No. We gotta it's, take yeah, a break and do a voice. Still, match. still, that was still. Hey, yo, this racist. All right, break. <laughs> Okay, back from break. This show, the 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 structure of these shows has gotten so fucked up. No, it's good. Who I cares? Like because honestly, I, I would, you know, if we only get to one voicemail, we might not, but if we only get to one voicemail, I think it's valid because, again, your, your tour experience, that was literally just a straight up voicemail. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like I called of, in totally. and yeah, answered that's it. A, that's the kind of shit people want to know. <laughs> All right, let's kick at least one of these. Hi, Andrew, Tani, Kevin, and any guests. Uh, my name is Erin, and I'm from Chicago. I am white passing, but my dad is Mexican, my mom is white. I was inspired by a recent call related to Cinco de Mayo to share my experience with Cinco de Mayo. Um, I live on the north side. I work from home. And I was walking my chihuahua on my lunch break when this dude who was white, probably well-intentioned, leaned down as he passed us and said loudly, Happy Cinco de Mayo. 
seemingly to my dog. Again, seemed well-intentioned. Maybe he thought it was cute. He was smiling. But I got to ask, is this racist? I think I already know, but thought you might get a kick out of it as far as these things go. I don't know. Thanks. Love ya. I think this one's been in the hopper for a couple weeks. I mean, it has been. I'm sorry. I just, I love... First of all, just someone wishing any holiday only to the dog. Yes. (laughs) Like bending down like happy Easter and then just walking past the human. (laughs) It's very funny. Oh, God. But did he do it to the dog because the dog's a chihuahua? I'm going to tell you as a person who has a chihuahua, yes. (laughs) And... Is the caller mad because she's white passing and she wanted a Cinco de Mayo wish as well? (laughs) Is she like, this man only thinks my dog is Mexican and that's rude to my heritage. (laughs) I know that's not what she wants. I'm just, this is... I guess no one wants that. Is there a Chicago element to... I assume um, all the holidays that have taken on in America for white Americans, mm-hmm. a drinking component are extra mm-hmm. big in Chicago. That's mm-hmm. my, yes. That's my guess. That's guess number yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is um, a, a large Mexican American population and Mexican population in Chicago. Oh, it's true. Very, very large. Yep. There's a world where this guy's making a Facebook post about St. Patrick's day being a national holiday that like his company <laughs> should honor and take yeah. the day off of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I got to get down to the river on time to see them dye it green. (laughs) How am I supposed to do that when I have to go to work? Yeah. So Chicago loves a drinking holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just... Is it it racist to do something to a dog just in general? (laughs) I I mean, it's the, like, chihuahuas are Mexican. Kevin really liked that one. Is always winds up being something fucked up, I guess. Yeah. You just kind of like again. I'm gonna I'm gonna pan down the zoom window to a little mm. peanut there. Um, she's yeah, let's all, get she's her curled tape. up in a donut. Peanut. She's not happy one ear for the listener. One ear went up. <laughs> she she knows. She, That's I think a dog she, used she has, to not listening to you. <laughs> she has learned that when the when the podcast door is closed, like nothing changes. Like if I even uh-huh. walk towards the door, she she will know it's treat time. But right now uh-huh. she's trying to sleep. She's trying to sleep. But yeah, uh-huh. I think that's it. It's it's that like fucking um, you know, Taco Bell ad ass like <sighs> take on chihuahuas and yeah. Mexican stereotypes would sure. be my guess. Mm-hmm. I also just yeah, well, wishing a dog a happy anything and not wishing the human. Very mm-hmm. fun. 10 out of 10 bit. <laughs> Remove the yes. racial element of this and yes. everyone should do that. Just That part is yeah. good. The dog thing. People dogs are where people's very casual uh racism is very very evident. Like, you know, they love naming like a Shih Tzu wonton or whatever, and it's like sure. get the, get the we fuck get out of here. Get the fuck out like of here. That. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, unless that's you're where gonna my... name your Rhodesian Ridgeback. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke for it. I just wanted here's, to say Rhodesia. Here's honky. Here's honky. My Rhodesian. My Rhodesian yeah. Ridgeback. Here's Elon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking racist ass dogs. 
Um, yeah, yeah, only tell dogs like happy holidays, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Happy yeah. birthday. Mm-hmm. Where is say- where's a Bernese? Where's Bert? Where's Berna? A Bernese <laughs> mountain dog? Is that is that Germany or something? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Do you wish that dog a happy Oktoberfest? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think of like I feel like. It is from Bern. It is from the Swiss Alps. <laughs> oh, from Switzerland. I've been to Bern. Apparently. So. Yeah. I don't know any Swiss related holidays, but. Um, so, uh, you yeah, there's stereotypes, a... though. Nazi gold, chocolate, watches, Nazi gold. That's it. I like that chocolate and watches are a stereotype and not just a, a product that they make a lot of. <laughs> Well, that's like saying I'll, in America that hot dogs are a stereotype here. It's like, no, nope, it's a thing we have a lot of. <laughs> less, um, less once I'm getting around them. You know what I'm saying? Look who brought the chocolate. I roll. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Oh, what a Swiss thing to do. This chocolate motherfucker. Ugh. This mountaineering ass watchmaking <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, are those well, are bring, Bernie's Mountain Dogs the ones that have the the little brandy barrel? That is a stereotype, Andrew. Those dogs don't carry liquor around anymore. Oh, they did, did that they in the Alps. They did that in the Alps because if they it was a rescue thing, if they would encounter like <laughs> hikers that were lost or needed a warm up, they had like whiskey in their little collars. How does that help? Barrels. It warms you up. Who getting less lost once they had a little <laughs> bit of whiskey? <laughs> Apparently a lot of people. It was a common practice. Maybe it loosens you up to just like chill out and use your compass, right? And get back to where you're trying to go. That's right. North-ish. Good enough. Let's go. Oh, there's a call back to our other show if you guys want it. I forgot that it was on the other show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Subscribe to Yoko, to Yoko We Live, we live. To, to find out what the hell I'm talking about. What, okay, wait, wait. I brought up the Bernese Mountain Dog thing as a joke, but I am like, it. it is wild that, like, there's only some dogs that we so hardcore associate with ethnicities. Sure. And then other dogs, even though every dog is named some shit after a place it was originally fucking created or whatever. Yeah. There's some dogs that were just like, Chihuahuas are Mexican, which is so weird. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah and, and does make this man weird for wishing that dog a, a happy Cinco de Mayo. Now, you wish that dog a happy St. Patrick's Day? I'm on board. Oh, yeah. my God. A little green hat on a chihuahua. Ah! So Come cute. On. Our so family cute. dog was born on St. Patrick's Day, so he had the <gasps> birthday St. Patrick's Day combo. Nice. Uh, it was very fun. That dog got drunk. It. Yep. People give their dogs beer sometimes. Hmm, well, weird. they especially when they carry it around in their necks all day, they should get a little taste. <laughs> a little, little sip. I'm forever going to be thinking of who's getting less lost after a little whiskey. <laughs> that is so funny. That that's a fact. All right, yeah. are we doing? Are we back to two voicemails? It feels crazy, but let's do it. I think we got to. Yeah. Hi, my name's Edward. Um, I'm just calling to do a reverse snitch for a white person that does support me. Uh, I'm a young black gay man. Well, I'm not that young anymore, but um, I had a really bad dining experience tonight where it was obvious I was being treated like a shitty black tipper. Um, Mm. Just 
didn't get service quick enough. The bartender wouldn't pay attention to me, wouldn't make eye contact. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners may have also experienced something similar. But um, I wanted to give a shout-out to my best friend, Michael, who is a 61-year-old black man and hears these occasional racial-based stories through me and through my eyes. And he understands that it's not about him. He understands that, unfortunately, there's little he can do about it. But he's there to listen when I do experience things like this. And I couldn't love him anymore. Um, if anyone's looking for a antitrust lawyer uh, that Ooh. really understands diversity and equity and uh, integration to such a – from a perspective of compassion, he's your guy. But, yeah, thank you so much. I know people do a lot of snitching. I just wanted to do a lot of reverse snitching. Oh, actually, no. You know what? I'm going to snitch. <laughs> uh, the name yeah. of the restaurant was... There we go. Hudson Clearwater in West Village in Manhattan. And Ooh. I was not treated well. But that Damn. being said, I said something to the manager, and I'm really happy I got to say my piece, even though I was shaking when I left there. I'm sorry this is such a long message, but thank you so much for the work that you guys do. Um, so snitch and shout out to my best friend, Michael. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That's right. Start Love snitching. Michael. Fuck that place. Uh, did, did our caller misspeak? Is Michael a white man? I thought, I think so. Okay. I, that okay, because at the my top guess. of the call, he said, I yes. want to shout out a white person who did the thing. And then in it, he said, Michael's a black man. I, black, yeah, I think yeah, that was a mis... Yeah, yeah. I think that was so this is a white excellence. Yes, this is... Well, this is an actual white excellence because it's not a weird, sarcastic one for the horrible white people yeah. in the world. Yeah, good good job. Um, and fuck you to that place. Um, my, here's or my that actual, one person who ignored that one, Yes, yes, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my one question with that is, like, I feel like when I speak to two things. One is, it's wild that, like, the stereotype of like black folks not tipping is so prevalent because it truly is mm -hmm. like watch my dad tip the worst tipper in the world. I, I like frequently mm. when I'm out with my parents, just keep a spare 20 to like slip under the check after he pays. For sure. Yeah. I've <laughs> uh, been there. Horrible. Sorry, dad. Not really. You're very no, it's bad in important. some respects. <laughs> <laughs> at that at that point, you gotta watch out for the for the servers more than you gotta be in solid in in oh a unified god. front with your family, <laughs> like <laughs> especially my fucking family. Jesus. Oh my god, I don't care what you do to me. I will tip. I have such uh, me too. like weird middle class trauma d stress about it. I will. Yeah. You could do. Here's something in in Marrakesh where I just was a few weeks ago. I was there with my friend Kendra, who's black. My friend Poonam, who's Indian American, and. We got the worst service in this restaurant that sadly was only white people. Like I should have known it was on some list. And so it was just all white, British and American and Canadian tourists. Everyone was white in there except for us. We got by far the worst service. Mm. The food was also bad. And this is the crazy thing. The server knocked over my glass of wine. I was wearing oh, a beige dress. She no. spilled red wine on my <gasps> dress. And I was just like, you know what? It's fine. I didn't really like this dress anyway. 
Oh I didn't my make God. a big deal, whatever. At the end of the meal, they came up. We're also the last people out of there because they like weren't coming over to us, weren't checking us out. They bring over the check for just just full price, just full price check, no mention oh of like the wine stain on me. And I like very calmly was like, hey, I wonder if there could be some compensation because of the wine. And they looked at me like I was insane. And granted, I don't know Morocco. Maybe they don't do that there. Maybe like when something goes wrong, they don't take shit off the bill because they looked at me like I was crazy when I asked for any sort of discount. But yeah. Kendra and I were very much like the, the overall treatment of us in this place has was so markedly different than all the white people. Like they walked the white people to the door when they leave and like hand them their leftovers wrapped in like a little fucking present. Yeah. And with us, we could like barely get them to talk to us. And it just felt it was so clear what yeah. was going on that I was almost just like, this is almost just comical because they're making yeah. it so obvious. Um, and anyway, I still left a 15% tip because I was like, that's sticking it to them. I didn't leave 20. Yeah. That, that is the I thing with, that I was trying to say about the stereotype is like, it's so pernicious because like, also all you could do to fight it is leave more money than you want to. Right. <laughs> All you can just be like, how dare you? Here's yeah. here's twenty five percent. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. like I guess what you have to do is take like a you know, whatever the twenty percent is and burn it in front of them to say it's not about me not having the money, it's about you not getting the money. Yeah, that's what I should do. Is set <laughs> that's fire what you to money. Do. Maybe that's I just right. eat it. It's better than the food. That's what you would say. Mm, Wipe your like stain this. with it, I guess. I like this more than yeah. Yeah. Use the 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 two hundred Durham note to clean the wine stain out of my dress. But no. But that was just a like. It was so egregious the treatment that we were just we were laughing by the end because we were like, you yeah. know what? Everywhere, Ugh. everywhere is tough. We should we should say though we have bookended this episode. Toddy's having a nice time, I believe. I am. I really <laughs> am. I just bring the tales of the the small racisms to this show. But if you listen to our premium show, you hear about the fun shit I've been doing. I've been going on hikes. Mm-hmm. Been, I guess I did complain about people on the hike on the other show. In a good way, though. In a fun way. No, yeah. I've been having a beautiful time. I feel so uh, so privileged and lucky to be able to take this time off because our whole industry is shutting down and everyone's livelihood is threatened. The fact that I can go run away mm-hmm. and climb mountains is um, such privilege. So I'm yeah. having a great time. And I can't wait to get back and get to striking. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be... Toddy... Two two unions Newsom, yeah, is ready. Double strike. Should two I signs. like? Should I like dr- dr- split my outfit in half and like draw a line down my face and be like? <laughs> That'd be kind <laughs> be of like those I, walking memes, the SAG and WA striking together. <laughs> what I yeah. will say is maybe, almost <laughs> certainly, someone will have done that by the time you <laughs> you are back on the big line. All right, <laughs> this feels like a prime performer moment writer You're performer right. moment anything funny i think to do on the picket line i'm like don't do that don't do well that. it that's would be very for- funny but that's too much effort yes which is the definition of most actors yeah it's just, <laughs> a, just should a, i do this thing well it's very tryhardy and too much effort got it see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> on my way no problem um, I just wanted to throw out a little excellency, although I'm I can't stand behind this one hundred percent because I feel like like food YouTubers are 
just somehow bad news. And I, I do not know everything mm-hmm. about this guy. I sent um, uh, Tony a couple of this guy's videos, but this guy, there's a YouTube channel I've been watching a ton of called Greg's Big Eats, who's this like, I don't know, like salt and pepper haired Singaporean guy who looks just like my Uncle Ted if my Uncle Ted wasn't a huge fucking weird bigot right-wing religious guy um and you know what i'm not positive this guy isn't because sometimes he says some shit where i'm a little like yeah but he just goes and eats noodles at different places in singapore and it's the food looks so 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 fucking good so again this is a Mm. this is a qualified excellency because i do not know everything about this guy and i refuse to find out but the food looks fucking great um greg's big eats because Greg's Big Eats does sound like like someone who stormed the Capitol and yes. then also has a food channel. So yes. let's, well, let's so all tread lightly and be careful. He's he's a real like middle-aged Chinese guy, like a real like shorts and socks and sandals, although I, that is also okay. what I am, but he is as less stylish. He's he's a real um like phone on a belt clip Bluetooth guy um kind of vibes. <laughs> He's a real, like, takes photos on an iPad kind of vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, However, my favorite thing about him is every one of his episodes, Cold Open, start with, like, a static shot of the street, and he walks in from somewhere. But because Mm -hmm. he looks so much like everyone in Singapore, it is, like, a little Where's Waldo of, like, which one is he? Who is he? And then someone (laughs) weird, unexpected will turn around and be like, welcome to Greg's Big Eats, I'm eating noodles. (laughs) It gets me every time. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. Um, Again, if this guy turns out to be bad for some reason, I will not be super surprised. But but what I've seen has been delightful. I have to make a joke that I know Yusong would say, which is I follow his son's account, Greg's Big Yeats. Thank you. Boom. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, that feels like as good a good a way to end this episode as any. If you've enjoyed this vibe, if not the yeah. voicemails, um, consider listening to Yoko We Live. Um, also, last week's Yoko We Live, uh, because we recorded it with Yosa's racist energy. If you're missing the, if you're missing, for instance, me doing a weird luxury voice. Um, <laughs> It's because you missed Yoko We Live, which you can find at suboptimalpods.com. Thank you for supporting us. And did we say this last week? I can't remember. We talked about needing to say it, but So Optimal is just us. We did say it. I now remember. This is all coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, A friend of mine, a close friend of mine was like, oh, I didn't want to give money to Suboptimal because I assumed they were like some scammy company that was that you were going to be angry at. It was taking money from you. Um, and I was and like, they, oh, my God, you think it's run smoothly enough to be a scammy company? Thank you. <laughs> I know. It's very flattering. I was like, this motherfucker clearly has not looked at our website, <laughs> which is actually very nice. Sorry, that, I shouldn't say that. The website is wonderful. I didn't put it together. Um, that's, a, that's a Nate exclusive. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, did you, did you have a hand in the website? I don't remember. I gave Nate affirmations throughout it. That's management. <laughs> That's management, baby. Uh 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. Race. Leave your voicemails. That includes, yeah. of course, um a one-minute complete synopsis of the film Gladiator. Please get that in there. I'm having a great time. I feel bad I complained so much. Well, you can find out how great a time she's having on Yoko We Live, uh, our premium show. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. That's it. Peace. This is Sebastian.